everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Today we are jumping into Jeremiah. We're going to cover Jeremiah 1 to 3. Jeremiah is the weeping prophet. (laughs) Uh, What a title. Uh, Basically, Jeremiah is not known for having a wildly successful ministry. Uh, If you look at the people he actually impacted, it looks like officially he like led two people to become believers uh, in his 40 years of ministry, at least 40 years of ministry. Uh, It's crazy. I have a great comparison. If you, if you measure Jeremiah by like today, church church pastor standards. Like, I don't know where he's getting hired, honestly. When I thought of, when I was thinking of this, so like we've been reading about all these different prophets, right? And there are some that are just like in your face, ready to go and like heard. And then there are others that are just like short and sweet. Like the one we read the other day, um, actually yesterday we read Zephaniah. Zephaniah. Yeah. Um, and then you have this one where it's like, He's like super long and drawn out and he uses like, like we saw today, he uses word pictures or like images to kind of help understand like that is his message that the Lord gave mm-hmm. him. Um, but also he, what did you call him? He's the weeping. He's the weeping prophet. Okay. Yeah. So I immediately thought of, this is like super nerdy, but all the Spider-Man movies, like oh, no. he is like the Andrew Garfield. What oh, is his last no. name? Andrew Garfield. Garfield yeah. Uh-huh. That's mean. Because he's always sad and That's he's not like nice. not taken very Andrew, like seriously at he all. Lost, he lost Gwen. Gwen died. Stop yeah, it. Well. We need to get back on track. What are you talking about? But that's a real thing, though, because I was like, oh, my word. Like, he has a message, but everybody actually hates him because Judah hates him. Like, I read Jeremiah's profile and like he's bringing this message that is a completely true message, but he's not taken seriously because he actually calls Judah out like far more seriously because they're just standing by watching Israel do all these dumb things and then kind of falling into it themselves. It is so interesting that Jeremiah, he is... Oh, wait, I didn't finish my thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So like Judah is super ticked with Jeremiah because they think he's just like this spy for the Assyrians. So the poor guy is just trying to do what he's supposed to be doing. He doesn't have a great track record for like bringing people to the Lord anyway. And they all think he's a spy. So... (laughs) feel really bad for him no wonder he's sad and depressed on that note that people think he's a spy basically jeremiah is speaking for the lord and there are a handful of people that are speaking for the lord in this time period but there are many 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 more people who are speaking things that do not come from the lord and saying that they do so the reason people think that jeremiah is a spy most likely is because he's not preaching prosperity. He's not saying that, hey, you guys are wonderful. God loves the way that you're doing things. He is in love with you. <laughs> he's saying, wah, wah, hey, wah, yeah. God is going to destroy us and we need to change. And they're like, um, <laughs> okay. we're not going to your church, guy. We're going over here because you're probably a spy anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel bad for Jeremiah. Um, Jeremiah also wrote Lamentations um, and it is laments over what, is happening mm-hmm. like it the exile is sad and so uh the reason we're reading jeremiah right now is because we recently just read about king josiah uh this is when jeremiah gets his initial word from the lord it looks like according to the schedule we're going to be in jeremiah for i don't know a week or two so we're going to be spending some time in these um prophecies 
uh, probably one of the biggest things that comes out of the book of Jeremiah is the new covenant will be proclaimed. People don't really have a sense of what that is, uh, but it's this idea that God is going to change his agreement with the people. And that is ultimately a proclamation that Jesus is coming. Well, I also thought of something else too. As we were reading in our study Bibles, it talks a little bit about how um, these are like troublesome times. So when I read about King Josiah, I don't necessarily think like, yeah. oh, they weren't really like too far off. I mean, I guess they were watching Israel kind of just fall to the wayside. However, Jeremiah enters the scene during King Josiah's rule. But remember, Josiah is like killed like super suddenly. Um, and it's within, I believe our Bible say, yeah, within two short decades, um, Judah basically crumbles and is defeated. Um, so this message may also be coming through, I would assume during the time of Josiah. So people are probably like, what the heck, man? Like we're doing fine. Josiah is great. Um, there's still like some of that whoring after other gods going on simultaneously. But once Josiah falls, like it almost seems like the last solid pillar when he falls, when he dies, um, things just kind of, well, not even kind of, they definitely just fall apart and the kingdom is um, given over. Something interesting about Jeremiah is this comparison that he uses. And I think it's like, it feels really pointed. So I think we see it in chapters one, two, and three, but specifically in chapter three, um, he's talking about how this relationship plays out between, and this is the word of the Lord. So like it often is, it ends with declares the Lord, declares the Lord. So that is the language being used a lot, but it's this comparison of a man and a wife um, and this idea of divorce, um, it just like kind of weighs heavy on how God, because this is literally like the the word picture that's being given of how God is viewing his people. Uh, because over and over again, it's referring to this wife who is just going out with many lovers and whoring after many other people. Um, and basically within all of this, um, this deceit and I don't know. What would you say? This deceit and like cheating almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are often these pleas of like, well, you were my father and my friend of my youth. Are you going to be mad forever? Is this going to happen? Is this going to how be how our relationship is always? Um, and it's it's super sad to think of like that because if you think of any situation where you know somebody's just been hurt in a relationship, in a marriage relationship, it is painful and it is like it's painful to watch. It's painful to hear about. I'm sure it is painful to go through on every possible level. Um, and that is the comparison that's used. So I think that's like really powerful to understand, like God definitely, like he feels the anger and the pain of that like wife figure just running off and doing whatever with whoever all the time. Um, that's just like this super brokenness, like we expect God to just be like, well, you can't be mad forever. Um, but it's it's just a, it's an interesting way of portraying this relationship that needs to be, I don't know, mended, fixed, whatever. But understanding both perspectives in that way is helpful. It's a recurring theme because you remember we read about Hosea, who God actually commanded like, hey, you're going to go marry this prostitute and she's going to keep leaving you. Yeah. And that's going to be my example to my people. And so here we have Jeremiah using the same thing. Um, and actually in uh, chapter three, verse one, if a man divorces his wife and she goes from him and becomes another man's wife, 
will he return to her? So it's like explicitly like, hey, this is becoming a mess because mm-hmm. you're the you're the love of my youth. I think he uses that language at yeah. one point. And now you're chasing after these other gods and you're worshiping wood and stone. Yeah. And so it's it's wild. I think an, another one of the images that I get I get excited about is chapter three, verse fifteen. And I will give you shepherds after my own heart. Well, a little bit of preface. Yeah. This is after. So like the Lord, yeah, yeah. the Lord actually is like, you know what? I'm more angry with Judah because they stood by and watched this happen and then just also fell into it. But then it says, you know what? The faithless of Israel will be like, or the faithful, excuse me, of Israel will be called to repent, repentance. Mm-hmm. So like it gives the opportunity and the Lord actually calls them back and says, hey, return to me. I will not be angry forever acknowledge your guilt like you have to acknowledge your sin and come back to me and then those verses come up that you were talking about sorry and it says i will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding and when you have been multiplied and been fruitful in the land in those days declares the lord they shall no more say the ark of the covenant of the lord it shall not come to mind or be remembered or missed it shall not be made again so two things this idea of faithful shepherds, it's encouraging. Like, it's exciting. So We've been reading a lot about bad kings, about bad prophets. We, we don't get a lot of names of bad prophets, but you get the idea that there's plenty of false teachers running around. And God is saying, hey, one day, my people are going to sit under shepherds who understand me, who teach me, who follow me. And my people are going to be better off because of their knowledge and understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's exciting to see. Um, and then second, there's this kind of strange thing about the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, where it's saying, like, people aren't going to worry about the Ark of the Covenant anymore. Uh, basically, that would have been shocking to them because their understanding was that's, like, where God dwelled. Like, God was with the Ark of the Covenant in the temple in the most holy place. And so for Jeremiah to say there's a day coming where nobody even cares about that thing uh, is a little bit scandalous. And you can see how people would have been a little bit frustrated mm-hmm. by him saying that. But also, we now live in a day where nobody knows the location of the Ark of the Covenant. Jerusalem gets attacked and destroyed in 586 BC. Um, we know that they like made an effort to protect it, but we have no idea where it went after that. And there's actually no record in history where it went after mm-hmm. that. Uh, so we live in a time where people aren't concerned about the Ark. Um, and we believe that God is not you know, living in the holy place in the temple above the ark because all those things are gone. So interesting little tidbit too is that the verse that you were talking about with the shepherds, um, our study Bibles mentioned that the people, they need those shepherds, but God will supply them after the exile. So like they will be given a moment to repent um, where God is saying, I won't look on you with anger anymore because I'm merciful but I will also supply with supply you with the people you need, similar to like leaders like David um, and men that are going to shepherd them well back to kind of like their back roots. Back to himself. Yeah. 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 It, it's an interesting text. I'm excited to read uh, for quite a while in Jeremiah. Sad Jeremiah. Uh, because I like I, – I, oddly enough, I like what sad Jeremiah has to say. I'm kind of like drawn to his prophet. message. <laughs> the, the weeping <laughs> prophet. Um, there's a lot here, and I'm excited to dig into it. As far as your part today, uh, this is one of those days where I preface with, hey, maybe this is a little bit of a stretch. Um, but be be considerate or be aware of who your shepherds are. Uh, I, we've talked a little bit about Jeremiah. People were calling him a spy. Uh, he was preaching and teaching the truth. And the vast majority of people did not want to hear him. And I do think that... Um, Itching ears, it's called like preachers that want to itch your ears and tell you things you want to hear. Um, You know, 
I think that is still an issue in our day today. And I think that it is important to be aware of who is shepherding you. Mm-hmm. And are they bringing you wisdom? Are they bringing you knowledge? Are they bringing you understanding? Are they somebody who knows the Lord and are representing him well? Uh, or are they not? Because if you're not being shepherded well, uh, you're most likely being shepherded away from the Lord. And a lot of times that's shepherding that's done like half and half. So just be really careful, be really thoughtful of who is shepherding you, Uh, maybe how you're shepherding others. Like, are you being somebody who is bringing wisdom and knowledge of the Lord into other people's lives? Um, And I think, like, think about that, review that, Uh, think about what kind of voices you're listening to. Maybe you need to consider if you should be listening to our voices or not. Maybe you're tired about hearing, (laughs) hearing about Andrew Garfield as as, uh, (laughs) Spider-Man. You're like, you know, I need better shepherds in my life. Uh, But just give it a thought. Um, because we do want to be drawn to the Lord. Uh, we don't want to entertain teachers who are just itching our ears and pleasing us with what they have to say. We want to be, pe- be following people who are pleasing the Lord uh, with what they have to say. And one key thing can be uh, like an easy way to tell is if you are following somebody who rarely actually quotes God's word, that should raise up some alarm bells in your mind. So read Jeremiah for yourself. Check it out. Uh, if you do not agree with what we said, tell us. If you think we are spies, tell us. Uh, We'll be back again tomorrow following through Jeremiah uh, 4 to 6. So we'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Jeremiah chapter one, the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, one of the priests who were in Anoth in the land of Benjamin to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, and until the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the captivity of Jerusalem in the fifth month. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, the Lord, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a youth. For to all whom I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms, to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see an almond branch. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. The word of the Lord came to me a second time, saying, What do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot facing away from the north. Then the Lord said to me, Out of the north disaster shall be let loose upon the inhabitants of the land. For behold, I am calling all the tribes of the kingdoms of the north, declares the Lord, and they shall come. And every one shall set his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem against all its walls, 
all around and against all the cities of Judah, and I will declare my judgment against them, for all their evil is forsaking me. They have made offerings to other gods and worshiped the works of their own hands. But you, dress yourself for work. Arise and say to them everything I have commanded you. Do not be dismayed by them, lest I dismay you before them. And I, behold, I make you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar, and bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you, for I am with you, declares the Lord, to deliver you. Chapter 2 The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord, I remember the devotion of your youth, your love as a bride. How you followed me in the wilderness, in a land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. All who ate of it incurred guilt. Disaster came upon them, declares the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the clans of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, What wrong did your fathers find in me that they went far from me, and went after worthlessness, and became worthless? They did not say, Where is the Lord who brought us up from the land of Egypt? who led us in the wilderness, in a land of deserts and pits, in a land of drought and deep darkness, in a land that none passes through where no man dwells. And I brought you into a plentiful land to enjoy its fruits and good things. But when you came in, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. The priests did not say, Where is the Lord? Those who handle the law did not know me. The shepherds transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and went after things that do not profit. Therefore I still contend with you, declares the Lord, and with your children's children I will contend. For cross to the coasts of Cyprus and see, or send to Kedar and examine with care. See if there has been such a thing. Has a nation changed its gods, even though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that in which that does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked and utterly desolate, declares the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken that cannot hold water. Is Israel a slave? Is he a home-born servant? Why then has he become a prey? The lions have roared against him. They have roared loudly. They have made his land a waste. His cities are in ruins without inhabitant. Moreover, the men of Memphis and Taphanes have shaved the crown off your head. Have you not brought this upon yourself by forsaking the Lord your God when he led you in the way? And now what do you gain by going to Egypt to drink the waters of the Nile? Or what do you gain by going to Assyria to drink the waters of the Euphrates? Your evil will chastise you, and your apostasy will reprove you. Know and see it is evil and bitter for you to forsake the Lord your God. The fear of me is not in you, declares the Lord of hosts. For long ago I broke your yoke and burst your bonds. But you said, I will not serve. Yes, on every hill and under every green tree, you bowed down like a whore. Yet I planted you a choice vine, holy of pure seed. How then have you turned degenerate and become a wild vine? Though you wash yourself with lye and use much soap, the stain of your guilt is still before me, declares the Lord God. How can you say, I am not unclean? I have not gone after the bales. Look at your way in the valley. Know what you have done. A restless young camel running here and there, a wild donkey used to the wilderness, in her heat sniffing the wind. Who can restrain her lust? None who seek her need weary themselves. 
In her month they will find her. Keep your feet from going unshod, and your throat from thirst. But you said, It is hopeless, for I have loved foreigners, and after them I will go. As a thief is shamed when caught, so the house of Israel shall be shamed. They, their kings, their officials, their priests, and their prophets, who say to a tree, You are my father, and to a stone you gave me birth. For they have turned their back to me, and not their face. But in the time of their trouble they say, Arise and save us. But where are your gods that you made for yourself? Let them arise, if they can save you in your time of trouble, for as many of your cities are your gods, O Judah. Why do you contend with me? You have all transgressed against me, declares the Lord. In vain have I struck your children. They took no correction. Your own sword devoured your prophets like a ravening lion. And you, O generation, behold the word of the Lord. Have I been a wilderness to Israel, or a land of thick darkness? Why then do my people say, We are free, we will come no more to you? Can a virgin forget her ornaments, or a bride her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me, days without number. How well you direct your course to seek love, so that even to the wicked women you have taught your ways. Also on your skirts is found the lifeblood of the guiltless poor. You did not find them breaking in. Yet in spite of all these things you say, I am innocent. Surely his anger has turned from me. Behold, I will bring you to judgment for saying I have not sinned. How much you go about changing your way. You shall be put to shame by Egypt, as you were put to shame by Assyria. From it too you will come away, with your hands on your head. For the Lord has rejected those in whom you trust, and you will not prosper by them. Chapter 3 If a man divorces his wife, and she goes from him and becomes another man's wife, will he return to her? Would not that land be greatly polluted? You have played the whore with many lovers, and would you return to me, declares the Lord. Lift up your eyes to the bare heights and see, where have you not been ravished? By the waysides you have sat awaiting lovers, like an Arab in the wilderness. You have polluted the land with your vile whoredom. Therefore the showers have been withheld, and the spring rain has not come. Yet you have the forehand of a whore. You refuse to be ashamed. Have you not just now called to me? My father, you are my friend of my youth. Will he be angry forever? Will he be indignant to the end? Behold, you have spoken, but you have done all the evil that you could. The Lord said to me in the days of King Josiah, Have you seen what she did, the faithless one of Israel? She has went up to the very high hill and under every green tree, and there played the whore. And I thought, After she has done this, she will return to me, but she did not return, and her treacherous sister Judah saw it. She saw that for the adulteries of the faithless one Israel, I had sent her away with a decree of divorce. Yet her treacherous sister Judah did not fear, but she too went and played the whore. Because she took her whoredom lightly, she polluted the land, committing adultery with stone and tree. Yet for this... Her treacherous sister Judah did not return to me with her whole heart, but in pretense, declares the Lord. And the Lord said to me, Faithless Israel has shown herself more righteous than treacherous Judah. Go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, Return, faithless Israel, declares the Lord. I will not look on you in anger, for I am merciful, declares the Lord. I will not be angry forever. Only acknowledge your guilt that you rebelled against the Lord your God and scattered your favors among foreigners under every green tree 
and that you have not obeyed my voice, declares the Lord. Return, O faithless children, declares the Lord, for I am your master. I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring to you Zion. And I will give you your shepherds after my own heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And when you have multiplied and been fruitful in the land in those days, declares the Lord, they shall no more say, The Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. It shall not come to mind or be remembered or missed. It shall not be made again. At that time, Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall gather to it, to the presence of the Lord in Jerusalem. And they shall no more stubbornly follow their own evil heart. In those days, the house of Judah shall join the house of Israel, and together they shall come from the land of the north to the land that I gave your fathers as a heritage. I said, How would I set you among my sons? and give you a pleasant land, a heritage most beautiful to all nations. And I thought you would call to me my father, and would not turn from following me. Surely as the treacherous wife leaves her husband, so have you been treacherous to me, O house of Israel, declares the Lord. A voice on the bare heights is heard, the weeping and pleading of Israel's sons, because they have perverted their way. They have forgotten the Lord their God. Return, O faithless sons, I will heal your faithlessness. Behold, we come to you, for you are the Lord our God. Truly the hills are a delusion, the orgies on the mountains. Truly in the Lord our God, in the salvation of Israel. But from our youth the shameful thing has devoured all for which our fathers labored, their flocks and their herds, their sons and their daughters. Let us lie down in our shame, and let our dishonor cover us. For we have sinned against the Lord our God, we and our fathers, from our youth even to this day, and we have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.